You are listening to the San Antonio Zen Center Dharma Talks. The San Antonio Zen Center is supported solely by donation, so that everyone can participate in our offerings and programs, regardless of income. If you are able, please consider making a donation to SAZC through the donation button on our site, sanantoniozen.org, or by visiting paypal.me slash sanantoniozen. Thank you for your practice and enjoy the talk. Good evening. Uh, I'm really honored to be here and uh, thank you for, I'm so appreciative to having me here as a uh, uh, guest and then also as a friend of our Dharma friend. Thank you very much. Thank you. So I'm so I'm so happy to share my experience and my talk. This is this is not Dharma talk, but it is to talk about my life, the, my attitude of uh, my daily living. So I don't want to teach you anything, but I, I just want to share. I just want to go forward a little bit with the the all Dharma friends in this world. So, yes, I'll introduce myself a little bit more. My temple, ah, I forgot the, the map. <laughs> you told me that. <laughs> and also, my, please be generous and uh, also be, how to say, compassionate for my, my English. You know, can you imagine that you, you're going to give a talk in Japanese in Japan? <laughs> <laughs> So, this is my temple, the Tokyo Temple. It's like 550 years old, and then I'm like 28th chief priest of this temple. My father was the ex, -ex priest, and then my grandfather was ex priest on this temple. And then now I'm taking care of three temples. One is this. Another one is next to my town. That temple is much older than this. The second temple is like 1,100 years old. Wow. So, this is the gate of my temple. Yes. So, little bit, I will introduce myself a little bit. I was, when I was in 20s, I, I tried to do 20 jobs, more than 20 jobs, including the, the bartender in the, the most biggest, how do you say that, the kind of... Casino. Cabocicho. Cabocicho. <laughs> how do you say in English, that kind mm, of area? The area. <laughs> uh, the uh, red light district? Yeah, 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 yeah. Something, like something like that. And then also, I used to be a, a fisherman on the tuna boat. I spent 14, 14 months on the Atlantic Ocean on the tuna boat. That was so tough. <laughs> tougher than the practice in Zen monastery. <laughs> I mean, kind of joke. <laughs> well, anyways, the, 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 the things that what I did in my 20s is. I, I think I'm, I was seeking something real. 
I want to experience something real. So I was kind of backpacker at that time also, and then I visited 30 countries. And then the most of these countries are like yeah, you know, Southeast Asian countries and Arabic countries and Middle East countries and things. And the, the country in which the currency is kind of much cheaper than, than Japanese yen. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of easy for me, like as a student, to, to go to visit and to travel. So, have you been to Egypt? Yes? Yeah. Not yet. Not yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you been to the Machu Picchu? Mm-hmm. Oh, you should go there. It's <laughs> <laughs> fun. Mm-hmm. And then these are my kids and my wife's grandmother. I have four kids. Now they are like 14, 13. Mm-hmm. And they're 10. They are, th- these girls are twins. Mm-hmm. Yes. So and then I have I have my own mother. I'm living with my mother and uh, my wife. So and three cats at that at that temple with this temple. Mm-hmm. So I have been trying to to make sure what is real. I think I think. So. Now I'm doing uh, uh, NPO, non-profit, to, to help the children that they were like damaged or suffered by tsunami. These, these children uh, have you know, some kind of damages from the tsunami. Uh, maybe they, they lost their family, their housing, and and then their parents lost their jobs or something like that. They're, they have been living in temporary housing for six years, mm-hmm. more than six years. Now they moved to the new know, public uh, housing. But see, they, they're really afraid to come again to the ocean before, right before the, right after tsunami. But recently, this is maybe the last summer. They were really, really happy to play on the beach and in the water. So we need to, we think that children need to be secure to play, you know, on the, on the beach and the, the ocean because they are the future of our area. You know, where if they don't experience the how to play or how to live with it by the ocean, you know, they can be, I think it's kind of dangerous not knowing how to live with it by the ocean. And then there's, now they're so happy to play and then their parents also feel kind of safe to let them play on the ocean. And then also I'm uh, kind of, uh, GM, general manager of the football team. Now, I don't know why though. <laughs> I used to be playing the football in the, in the arena. How do you say that? Futsal? We say futsal. Uh, indoor football. football. <laughs> but football is not American football. Football is from England. Yes. Soccer. Soccer. Yeah, soccer in English. 
So I don't know why, no, but my, my friend asked me to be a, a you know GM or football club, soccer club. I'm, I'm really happy to help these kind of kids to, to play with the, away from their parents and away from their school. Then they will be really energetic and you know they'll be free from like everything to just to play and enjoy the the soccer and then yes that's that that's almost all I'm doing besides being a monk and priest. Yes. So we should, I should talk about the last day of my life. So you may have seen some you know, YouTube or pictures of uh, our huge tsunami. I was on the, my temple is, is in the mountain, in the mountain. So my, my temple wasn't affected by tsunami, but earthquake. Mm -hmm. But at that time, I was, I was in the, the coastal area. It's called Kamaishi City, and then I was invited to the uh, a kind of the guest teacher for uh, caregivers, and then that lecture got started 2:30 p.m. and then then earthquake strikes 2:46. So. I heard that the radio. I, I was evacuated from the building to evacuation site. Like as as soon as the alert, I I, I heard a lot. You know, oh, the, this this earthquake is quite huge, and then the, the people should 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 evacuate to the evacuation site, and then a lot is like ringing, like rah, 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 rah. and then also I heard that the tsunami. Is coming. The huge sun is coming, but everybody couldn't believe it. You know, that huge tsunami. We we sometimes we have tsunami like one meter, two meter, or something like that. But we have we have that tsunami was like twenty five meter or more. How is it in miles? Seventy five. More than seventy-five feet. Mm -hmm. So I decided to get get in my car and drive drive it out from that city into the mountain side, because you know this city is just just close to the coast coast. And then if I drive up like ten minutes from the center of the city, I can go the mountain side and then there should be safe. But the, after the, the, the earthquake, the electricity was down, and then the, all the signals are down also. <coughs> so on this road, there, there were uh, a heavy traffic jam at that time. And then the, the many cars go really slowly. And then this is my car. This is a Volkswagen. Okay. <laughs> And then I came to in front of the, the bridge, and then if I go over, cross over the bridge, the the land is kind of higher than where I was, 
But it just in front of the, the bridge, the tsunami came into the city from the, from the river in front of me, right in front of me. And then I, was, I opened my, my window. I, I couldn't open the door because it, it's, too, it's too scary to open. So I opened my window and then I climbed up on the, on the roof and then tsunami come, came into the, the, the city and then my car floated on, on, the, on the water and then my car was sliding back to the backward and then that, that truck was behind my car and my car hit the truck. And then that, that truck looks kind of like stable, like a little bit more stable than my car because my car is like floating already. So I asked the driver was on, on, the, on the roof and I asked him, can I jump on your, your truck? I, and he said, yes, of course. And I jumped on the roof of this truck and the water came into the, the city and then the height of water is, is rising, rising, rising and it stopped under my knee here so that's that was the situation I was and then it, it looks like you know it looks really like Hollywood movie I was like standing on the on the surface of the water and then I, I couldn't believe this is how this thing is happening yeah. And then the tsunami is a kind of wave, so wave come and, and go back to mm -hmm. the ocean. And then I count seven waves on the, on the roof. And then the first one was the highest, yeah. like here, this high. And the second one and the third one is, you know, wave by wave, the, the, the water level is going down, wave by wave. So after seventh seventh wave, I could I could see that the ground. So I I decided in my mind to jump off from the truck and uh, run run up to the hill. So that's how I could save my life. So I spent two and a half hour on the roof and counting the tsunami. And then I was so it was so scary because the I don't. I don't know how, how high the next wave will be. So many people, they're standing on the, on the roof or rooftop, they scream like, you know, next wave is coming! And I was like, so <laughs> what, what I can do? You know? But at that time, I was so scared and, and then, you know, so scary. And then my mind think like you know, I think I'm dying. This is this is the day I'm, I will die because I can't imagine that I can escape from this situation. I can I can't imagine that I can help myself out of this situation. So I was so scared. I'm so scared, but the half of my body, half of myself, maybe my body, is kind of like screaming, like, I will, I will survive. 
I don't want to die. I'm not going to die here because I, at the time, I was like 39 years old. I didn't, on the, on the roof, I thought like I didn't do anything in my life yet. I have many things I got to do in my life, and then I didn't. I was satisfied with my life at all. So my body or my cells and my, you know, my soul or my spirit or something, screams like I will, I will survive. I'll save myself anyhow. So, you know, at the time, I feel like I'm using the, all my functions and all my knowledges and experiences and, and sensors and everything, and then, and then scream out the, the people to, do you have a, a rope or a code or anything, or do you have sheets or do you have a float or whatever? And then I'm, I think and think and think and think how to, how to save my life and how to rescue my life. But the only thing I could do is just wait, just wait till the, the wave were gone. So after the seventh, seventh wave, I could say, my life jump off from the truck. The experience was like, I experienced the last day of my life. So that day changed my life or changed my attitude toward my life. See the pictures? Maybe this is Kesenuma City we have been together. And then, then right after that tsunami, the world looks totally different and also looks really hopeless, you know. And then I was so shocked and I was so frightened by tsunami, by my own experience, and then also look this, you know, the town, I got used to it, looks really hopeless, and I'm so, I feel myself so useless. But one day, but one day, a member of my sangha, an old lady, come to my temple, like, right after that tsunami, yeah. There are many good coincidences. I could, I could bring myself to my temple that day, that day after that tsunami. Uh, then I was so shocked and I was so, you know, nervous to go out from my temple because it's it's too scary to go out from the temple, you know. So I, I was like staying in my temple for like a couple of weeks, but one day, maybe uh, two weeks later, a member of my sangha, old lady, came up to my temple to see my face. You know, she heard my story, and then you know she knocked the the door and she opened my temple door, and then you know. 
She saw my face and she said, like, you know, oh, oh my, Ryoki-san, my name is Ryoki, Ryoki-san, I am so happy to see you again. You know, I heard your story. Uh, you, you are nearly dying. You are nearly dying. I am so happy to you are alive here now. And at that time, something was un- something in my ma- in my heart was unlocked, and then I was like fulfilled with the joy of living. Oh, I'm so happy to see you, that old lady, and I'm alive, right here, right now. Because, you know, if I died with that tsunami, I couldn't see that old lady and say hi and give a hand to each other. I am so happy. I realized that I'm so happy to be being alive. So, I'm going to tell, I'm I'm going to talk about three gifts. The one gives is you are being alive now. This is this is the, the the precious gift of our life. Our life is just a gift. I don't know who who gave me this gift and you know who gifted me, but somehow I'm living, I'm alive right here, right now. Because you know, do you know how many people died with that tsunami? Twenty thousand. 20,000 people died. Why? Why am I here I'm alive? I have been asking this question for maybe almost more than a year. Why am I here? Why I could save my life? But I couldn't find out the, the, the answer because I made up that question. Mm-hmm. Right? But the, the tsunami and the disaster Hurricane, anything is just just a beha- behavior of the nature. I can't control it. Just, just the only thing I can do is just take it as it is. So, okay, tsunami and it happened. I can't do anything with it. And then, you know, 20,000 people passed away by tsunami. I can't do anything with this. But the only thing I can do is live my life because I'm alive here, you know. I feel so sorry if I waste my life or waste the time of my life. I feel really, really sorry for that, these people, the 20,000 people who wanted to live, who wanted to survive. That in, in that 20,000 people, there are kids and babies and, you know, Young mothers and like all all kind of people, you know. There's no reason why I I could save my life, but the fact is, the the only thing I know as a fact is I am alive now. Also, you are alive now. Maybe you may you have you might have lost your children or your young brother or young sisters or your friends younger than you but you know do you know why you're here you are you you have not died yet we are so kind lucky 
to talk about that because we are alive. So the first thing is being alive, myself, my life. I'm alive. Second gift is after the tsunami, I try to help the, the people who suffered by tsunami or afterward. And then I visited the temporary housing or evacuation site to to bring some hot coffee, good coffee and tea, and sweet, a little sweets, and to to have a kind of tea party. It, it's not a party, but you know, kind of tea time. Did you say that? And then we we enjoy, you know, we we have a cup of coffee or tea together, and then we we I and the, the young priest uh, come together and listen to the, the the people who were suffered or affected by tsunami and earthquake, and then at that time, I, how I felt is like like him. Like him, you know. I listen to their their story, you know, the people, <coughs> lots of people. They lost their children, they, they lost their husband, wife and mother and the housing, the jobs and everything. But what can they do? What can they do as a Buddhist or the priest or something like that? I can't I can't do anything. I I felt like, you know, I'm useless. As a priest, as a Buddhist priest, what what can I do? But I spend up, I spend an hour or one and a half hour with these people, just listening. The only thing I can do is just listen to them, right? Then after one and a half hour, we we listen to that the people give a deep appreciation for us. Like, thank you very much for, you know, they, we are so happy to have you, the, the, the priest, to, to share a good cup of coffee and tea, and then we, we could talk and share our sorrow and our pain, uh, you know, our story. Thank you so much. They, they told me like all the time, the one time, one time I visited the, the gymnast, gymnasium. Uh, it, it's used as an evacuation site, temporary, temporary housing for them. Like one gymnasium, there are like 200 people live together. And then I visited with the young, young priest to, to offer the coffee and tea. And then we had a kind of good time with, you know, 10 or 15 people. And then after after a while, the, the someone someone loudly said that you know we have nothing we have nothing to express our appreciation for these priests. Let's clap our hands. And then they are like I had like thousands of handcrafts in that gymnasium. And we are so, we, you know what, we, are, we still feel 
useless for these people in this painful world of disaster. But I'm so, I'm so moved, I'm so touched that I could do something for others, right? They're, they're kind of happy to have us. So, I'm useless, but I could do something for others. So, the second gift is I want to be a gift for others. My life. I want to make my life to be someone's. I want to give my life for someone, my time, okay, my profession or my chanting, or whatever I can give. I can gift. I just want to be someone. I want to be a gift for others. That that is a deep, deep joy of living. The third one. Well, as I told you, I'm working on the, the children on the, the beach side and on the, the soccer team. Like I'm, I try to help some people. Like some are, some are elderly people, or some are young mothers and fathers, and young are, some are children, right? So my, my heart or my soul or my cells in my body is really, really happy to help the children. I don't know why now. I, you know, I feel, I feel kind of happy to help the aging people and then, you know, other, other people. But especially children, for me, I'm so happy to help. I'm so grateful and then to help these young ki- young kid children, so that's why I'm I'm working on this this nonprofit and also the the soccer club and they also write arising uh, my four kids. So thinking about the future makes me make uh, my daily life a little bit different, you know. When I wash my dishes or I do dancing or chanting or something, uh, if you think about the future, that the meaning of my daily life will change. Uh, if I think about the, some sort of better future, that encourages me in my daily life. So. I try to engage with the kind of uh, work or job or activity with children to encourage myself to give the future. I don't know who who will be in my future. My it will be you know my future will be hundred years later or a thousand years later. I don't know where, which point of the future, but I just want to give the future, the better future, for someone who are living in the future. That makes me, you know, more courageous and more, you know, energetic and more happy. 
So, two pictures will be the, the last picture of mine. And this is my temple, and then we, we had an a, a open, open temple day for children. We call the Adventure Playground Temple. <laughs> we, I just opened the temple for the children to play around for free, for freely. They, they can hit the bell, they can hit the Mokugyo, how do you say that? <laughs> Mokugyo, and they also, you know, they can throw the dozen cushion zafu at each other, and they can jump on the, the you know, Mats. the mat or something, and then they can, you know, they can do whatever they, they want to do, because the, the children, now children is in kind of serious situation, you know, they should do, they pre they should pretend to be a good boy in the in the, their family and then you know, they have to study in their school and then they have to do the, the homework and you know the social uh, activity or something like that and then their time they spend kind of serious time in their and even in their childhood so the temple should be should be the place for anyone and especially for children. So I just, I try to allow these people, like these children, to do anything. And then I, I just want to try to, you know, open the temple for anyone. And then, and how to say that in English? How to say that? Uh, accessible, accessible, or available. I, I just want to try to to raise up the accessibility or uh, yeah availability. I a little bit higher and higher for the people because you know if I preach preach something. In about the, the kids, you know, oh, don't hit the bell, you know, don't climb up the, the wall or something like that, you know. The, the kids will never come to the temple again, you know. But in their childhood, if they feel safe and secure in the temple, and the temple should be, could be the, another option for their, their life to see something different. So I didn't teach anything for these kids, not chanting, not doesn't sometimes I do something with children as a set, as a summer program or something. But uh, I don't push anything for them. Just play with these kids. I can't find myself in this picture. And then another one is <coughs> around this this area belongs to my temple. My temple on the land, like mountain, and then I, I, we, I and my friend, will preserve my our mountain for another a thousand year as a you know how do you say primitive forest, mm -hmm. primitive forest. You know now it's it's not primitive forest yet because you know we planted the maybe sixty years ago after World War II and then we cut them down and sell in the market. But after another thousand years, 
this forest will be the you know the primitive forest but then this is the biggest gift I can I can pay forward toward the future so can you imagine that you know there will be the primitive forest another after a thousand year you know after one thousand year people will come to see the my forest and they will wow this this pine tree is like one thousand years old and then, you know this cedar is huge and it's really you know graceful and then I will say from the heaven or pure land or something like that, this is mine. I got started the forest. You know, to imagine that kind of thing will encourage me. And then, you know, walk me forward after that. That, that moment. So, so now I think my life as a three gifts. One is I'm alive here. I'm so happy with this gift. And then I want to be a gift for others. And then I would like to, I love to give the future. We call it Millennium Force of Art. Art of Living. So there's no like Buddhism word in my in my talk, but this is how I how I live. And then Dogen said, to learn Buddhism is to learn myself. To learn myself is to forget myself. Do, do you know that this line, right? Right. So we should we should come back like once in a while. Why I'm here. Why I'm living, and then what is myself? What is my life? And then how should I my how should I live my life? And you know, so this is how I'm trying to love myself and my love my own life. So, the end of my, my talk, I'll, I, I want to share the one uh, YouTube, YouTube movie. It, it is about 30 gifts. The one guy, uh, that day of his birthday, 30th birthday, and he decided to give 30 gifts for strangers. And then we'll see the, what, what will happen if someone will give something to, you know, someone who you don't know. So, maybe, I'm not sure, I, I really like this movie and it, it shows the, the joy of giving. I think the second, second gift of my talk. <laughs>